I'm Sam Mitchell, and these are my stories. Hi folks, how are you good day today? And let me the first welcome you to Autism Rocks and Rolls. Now before we begin, I must know that I'm not a doctor psychiatrist. If you're starting to actually diagnose with autism, please see a physician. I'll always based on my experiences. I also on the right to the intro natural. They're found on danielbooking.com and mediafiresound.com. I also have a mission statement I'd like to review with all of you. The mission of Autism Rocks and Rolls is to take the stigma off of autism and other conditions that I may think are disabilities. People on the spectrum are not broken and do not need to be fixed. Those who have conditions or abilities are not to be pitied. There's nothing to be sorry about. I also have some paid for the following. As the first ever ARAR Summerfest is coming ahead, we had developed some low level sponsors who've helped out by donating money or giving something to the corporation. They include IGA in Spencer, Indiana, Harley Davidson in Bloomington, Indiana, Becky Noel, Crescent Donuts, Kona Shaved Ice in Bloomington, Indiana, Baked in Bloomington, Indiana, Magic Morning Bakery, Hoosier Hills Credit Union, and Carpet Plus Tile. Thank you all for contributing to the event. Next, we need to re-examine Crane Credit Union. A final institution with the state charter is called Crane Credit Union. The target market was indicated by the credit union's first name beginning in 1955. The corporate offices of the credit union were located in the building 1817 on the Crane Base. A new corporation location within the brand new Westgate Crane Technology Park was completed in March 2007. The administrative and supportive staff employees who reside at the corporate buildings include the leadership team, accounting, IT, asset recovery, risk management, card services, and the Westgate branch. They offer reasonably priced items and serve to Crane Credit Union members. I strongly suggest this company if you need help filing your taxes. Connor Insurance Group LLC is next. Jason Connor, the president of Connor Insurance Group, generously gave $20 to ARAR. The location is actually in Muffelsboro, Tennessee. Connor Insurance Group is a full-service company run by veterans that offers assistance with all insurance products, including life and house insurance, allow them to advise you on the insurance coverages and anything else related to the insurance so that you can make the best feasible choice for your finances. We now go from good old Tennessee to the Hoosier State, Indiana, because we have to give a shout to IU Credit Union. More tuggages, personal and corporate loans, saving and investment products, bank account, credit and debit cards, and more are just a few of the financial services they offer. Through our safe, practical, and user-friendly online and mobile solutions, our digital banking services assist members in managing their accounts wherever they are. We provide members in Bloomington, Gary, and Greenwood, and the surrounding areas with the on-site financial services through our eight full-service offices in Indiana. In Indiana, we have more than 15 surcharge free ATMs that are additional resources for money. For Tough John, it is time to get tough. Tough John is from Monroe County, Indiana. These Porta Johns, which belong to Bill, are among the finest because they are easy to use and the crew does not mind cleaning them up. They were so happy to donate Porta Johns to the ARAR Summerfest. We are so thankful for the donation. The bakery brand Insomnia Cookies is well known for its late night delivery and some of its outlets also sell ice cream. They continue to warm the after parties of night owls and serve our delicious treats to the daydreamers and they develop a community of insomniacs. Make sure to try and taste their cookies which will give you a sugar rush. Finally, I have to look at ARAR's classic friend, Smokeworks, because they are giving us breakfast burritos for the ARAR Poker Run. This barbecue restaurant is not your typical one. In addition to the barbecue, they serve ribs, brisket, chicken, sausage, and homemade southern sides. When they show up, you're going to think they're actually tasting Tennessee. First, like always, I want to give a big shout to my fellow Indiana Hoosier, and latest guest, Ryan Steiner. For the listeners, C238, Running with Kala by Ryan Steiner. But what a great man. Thank you, Ryan, for coming on. You are awesome, buddy. We continue to market shirts. Gray or green are the options. ARAR asks for a donation of $20. Make sure to order yours now. That is not all because we also have official ARAR brochures. If anyone wants to pass any out, let us know and we will give you some. Also, there are two connections we met that need to be shared. Bridges from school to work comes first. Bridges connects young people's interests and abilities with the demands of companies 
but the real effects go well beyond just getting a job. Bridges from school to work helps young adults carry on and progress in their employment. Residents in Bridges states between the ages of 17 and 24 are the target audience for Bridges from school to work. They can assist you in getting ready for locating a career that suits your interests and skills. By providing you the abilities you call for, they assist you in finding a job that pays well. Illinois also has its own Dive Heart Foundation. Dive Heart's mission is to develop and support accessible instructional scuba diving pro- programs for kids, adults, and disabled veterans in order to enhance their physical and mental well-being. Don't forget to visit these fascinating locations. Dive Heart is a name you might hear more as we go along. On the week of June 12th, I was at Stewart, Florida for the first ever neurodiverse learning retreat for families and educators. The cool thing about this one, I had to make two different presentations every day. Even several are a business acquaintance including Jeffrey Snyder and for the listeners C216, Lifting Autism with Jeffrey Snyder, Ron Sanderson, Philip Sage, and Ty Ice. More information, but we also saw Armando Bernal. We're, we're able to personally met. Extra gratitude is extended to Tamara Tellies and her relatives for their generosity. We had a good time and are eager to return next year. We held a board retreat because ARAR wanted to discuss its goals in more detail on Sunday. It was incredibly beneficial, and now we know where to go. In addition, we held our regular board meeting. We came to the conclusion during this meeting that you would soon be treated to some ARAR pancake breakfast, possibly. Watch this space for further information. They also did a new speed networking event that was called Networking at Warp Speed through Natalie Sopez. I had a great time. And since the last episode, I appeared on the Renowned Leadership Podcast with Indiana's own Stephen J. Morris. What a great podcast, everyone. Now, today's episode will be about something being in the autism world. That is deception or getting taken advantage of because we've all been taken advantage of, whether that be as a kid and someone stole your candy, but you scolded the wrong guy, to being an adult as a bartender serving someone who's under 21 alcohol because they use a fake license. But you learn from your mistakes and you don't do it again. Well, for those on the autism spectrum, they don't understand that they live in a delirious world where it's all unicorns and rainbows. There's part of the world that it is, but not all of it is. As a society, we see abilities as disabilities. So when they see someone vulnerable in their brain, they're going to use them as prey. They see a mouse and they could be the cat. But what they don't know is we can become the cat too. The other reason is we can't pay attention to it. If I did pay attention to the negativity and the fact that, ooh, their intentions might not be good, I'd be losing everybody because I would not trust one human being. I already have trust issues, but if I had to pay attention to it more, that just leads to more trust issues where I'll have nobody. Zero zippity notch. And I might avoid the drama, but I'll be alone. And being alone is way worse than trying to rein the cow and keep everybody in a straight line. Now, according to the Oxford Dictionary, deception is the act of convincing somebody to believe things that's actually false, usually in order to benefit oneself. The way I see it is, I'll just be honest, they're not there for you. They are trying to obtain your personality. And in a way, they're using you against you. You, number one, is you trying to buddy up with them. In your brain, you see it as, okay, this is someone who actually wants to be around me that's not going to leave the moment I kick the ball accidentally. But then there's you, number two, who's thinking something's fishy. But because you're so desperate, and as they say, desperate times call for desperate measures, you'll do whatever it takes to be there, buddy, so you don't have to be in the bedroom alone 24-7. That's sad, though, that some people do that. They take someone who I wouldn't say is weak, but someone who's very down and just wanting attention. They're getting attention, but they don't deserve that type of attention. 
They need the right type of attention for those on the autism spectrum. The attention they want is filled with genuine friendship that aren't going to be used as bait that they can throw in the water and never be heard from again. I think this is an issue with those on the autism spectrum because we cannot see a person in from out. In today's world, it is not possible to go into someone's body like, all right, go into body, open wide. Ah, uh, hmm, let's see. Okay, so they actually really do have a hard goal. What I saw is what I really did see or what I am thinking is not correct. Now, I'm hoping one day we can do that. So scientists, hurry up so we can do that. Dun, dun, dun. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but in all seriousness, what I might see on the outside might not be what is going on with them in the inside or vice versa. Their outside might not be great, but their beauty is inside themselves. When that's a conflict of interest, we don't know what to believe. Are they the same person they look at in the mirror? If everyone was, that would be great, but we know everyone's not. So when someone comes up to us and wants to use us and we think, oh my gosh, they're a great person. They got this on their belt. They got a 4.0 GPA. They're the top cheerleader in the United States. All right, let's go talk to this person. But all they want to do is utilize you and use you as a way to get to the mountaintop even more to where they already were. That's not inner beauty at all. The inner beauty is someone who wants to be with you because they actually want you to climb with them. They don't push you down the mountaintop after they get to the top. However, during the betrayal is not the worst feeling. The worst feeling is after Scar pushes Mufasa off the cliff. Now, there is one difference. The difference is we didn't end up dead. But the feelings are the exact same. We want to cuddle up to a rock like Mufasa. And in my brain, that is a typical feeling to have because you just got betrayed, my friend. And that is a feeling you don't want to have. I feel like you just got screwed because someone was using you for only them. Come on, that's not cool to do at all. That's not even fair because there's others you could do. And I hate saying that, but I had to look out for myself at the moment. Why wasn't me? And you shouldn't do it to anybody. But if you had to do it to someone, why are you doing it to me? And you ripped a feeling from us. You ripped a feeling of hope. It was the best feeling of our lives that someone we thought actually took the time for us. But it's not real. Oh man, it's a dream that you don't want to wake up from. But when you wake up from it, it becomes a dream that I never want to go back into. Once the after effects are done, though, boy, howdy, I'll tell you, the responses aren't pretty, too. There are three ways I believe that most people on the spectrum will respond to a manipulation that happened with them. The first thing they'll do is they won't leave that rock I mentioned earlier. They'll just stay there and just feel awful, awful, and awful, and awful to the point where they just give up on friendships because they just cannot trust anyone on this earth. And that's a realistical feeling but it's not going to cost me from a friend. So if you are that person, I would recommend not staying on that rock because I think you're going to want to have one person to talk to on that rock unless you want to talk to rocks, which I guess if you want to do, that's fine. And hey, at least they won't betray you. But I think you want some live action, as my dad would say. And for the listeners, C113, father and son chat. The second is they want to know an explanation. They want to know, why'd you do it? And that's probably my defense mechanism is why'd you do it? And it doesn't even matter what the reason is. I don't even care if the reason makes sense, but I want to know why. I think I at least deserve that. It's only fair that you do. Third and the most awful one, I guess is what I say, is they'll berate them. They'll berate them to a T and make sure they get their two cents in. But that's the worst. I'm going to warn you, Aspies, because you'll just start volcanoes that won't stop shooting lava out for a while. 
So I bet now you're wondering, if those aren't good responses, Sam, what is the best? Well, this is what I've done. What I've done is I have not stayed on the rock. I've let it go. The person decides to come back on the island. I will forgive them, but I will not be forgetting them. I'll be always having a grudge against them. I'll be honest. They know who they are and who have manipulated me, but I hate them. Hate them with a passion. And I don't like saying that word because it's very strong but I can't let it go. Believe me, I've tried, but it's just not possible. Even if they come back, I'll still hold that grudge against you, but I'm willing to let it slide under as much as I can, but you're going to be put on as what I call probation, which means as one of my friends would say, I'm watching you and I'm keeping a very close eye on your actions and every move. I'm not trying to sound stalkish. I just want to make sure you're not leaving the island again. Also, since we are gullible, they can be believable to us. There's a view in society that most people on the spectrum are gullible, you know what? They're actually correct. We are gullible and very persuaded, and it's easy to catch us in a net. But here's the other part. What society is missing is we can easily cut the net loose and escape the situation that we're in. And if you are in one, cut the net and run. Do not look back. Because if you look back, you might start having regrets, and you're back. Do not fall for the trap door again. You know the reason why you ran, and you know that person who manipulated you can easily bring you back in with his word. The person's words are vomit. They're not real. There's no meaning to it. If you chose to escape the net, escape. And even if you're tempted to do, never back down from that attempt. Fight it, because trust me, it's better for you to do it than to be manipulated by someone who is just wanting you for control. Now, parents, you're probably wondering, well, Timmy wants to leave, but he's too afraid to because harm might come to him and he doesn't want to stir the pot. First of all, support him in the decision of leaving. One, I'm very proud of him for doing that since he saw manipulation was coming his way and it wasn't real. But try to do it every way you can peacefully before it escalates. I would not encourage the violent route because at the end of the day, it's going to end up nowhere with tears and everyone blowing smoke out of their heads. So the best way to handle it is just say your P's and Q's, thank them for the time, find the next person. What says for some on the spectrum, the manipulation begins at school. Students tend to do what I call behind the back bullying. Behind the back bullying is not the regular bullying where you get tripped or they call you stupid or fat. It's behind the back where they're gossiping or they're saying things about you, but it's not to your face. It's behind your back and when you're around. And that's awful. It's worse when they don't see the fraud happening right in front of their eyes. I've been bullied before and I've had so many bullying encounters but most of them have been behind the back bullying where they are bullying me but they're being very quiet about it and sneaky about it. They are trying to make fun of me in front of me but I'm not noticing it because in my brain they're just whispering about their academic work. To me that's just the ultimate cowardness right there. If you're going to bully me I'd rather you say it to my face than right behind my back so we can discuss it. I would encourage people not to do behind-the-back bullying at all. We already have a hard time with socializing. Now you're giving us the situation on, oh, they're going to gossip about Sam Mitchell because he said something kind of odd. Yeah, not cool, not funny, not even cute. It's just stupid. It is also frustrating when the teachers don't see the behind-the-back bullying. I understand teachers are busy. They can't watch every student and watch every moment. But I wish they could call some students out to be like, hey, don't do that. Don't gossip about him. He's fine. He's not bothering anybody. He's just trying to add to the conversation a little bit. Who cares? And I'm happy, though, that teachers are paying attention to the regular bullying that you see. But you got to look behind the back, too. you got to have an eye on the students who might not like him or take advantage of him and do the gossiping or pretend to like him because he's a kid and kids are kids. we got to look around and improve 
the fact that this person might be utilizing him for his own henchmen. It also breaks my heart that it continues in the adulthood when they are at work. And for the listeners, C-135, you start Monday for more information. But it is harder for those on the spectrum to focus on the task and socializing. Most on the spectrum hate to socialize at work. Now we have to do it. If we socialize, we might get manipulated. That is too much for some people to have. As I stated in the You Start Monday episode, no, I am starting to now also realize from earlier we will not just bring our work skills, we might even bring our personal skills with us. Okay, our skills are genuine. I'm not going to lie to you there. But we cannot look to see if the other person's personal skills are factual. They might ask you, hey, can you dock the shelf? Are you pretty good at that, my friend? You know, I'm going to say if I'm the boss, show me. Because I'm a firm believer and I'll believe it when I see it. Phrase, you have to show me that you're going to be this. You can hype up yourself all you want, but you better give me some evidence that you really mean what you're saying. And it's the same way with someone who I'm working with. You can tell me, hey, I'll work with you, man. I got your back. We'll stock that toothpaste. Okay, doesn't matter. Show me that we'll do it together. And guess what? If we do it together, your words meant everything is said. Awesome. I'm happy that I'm not disappointed. But guess what? If you're lying to me and you don't help me at all and you were just sitting on the shelf the whole entire time, I'm really frustrated with you. But I'm not disappointed either because I was expecting in the first place. I was like, all right, you can say it, but show me. You failed and your words meant nothing, which is what I thought. So I got what I expected and I'm not disappointed. That is the solution right there in my opinion. Aspies is if you're working and you have to do it with someone, make sure they are doing the work during the job. But make sure that you're not trying to lead them on too much. You can only do so much. If they're not doing the job, just tell the boss. He'll handle it. It's his job. When we are taken advantage of, we have many feelings. Some of those feelings are anger. And for listeners, C212 flying off the handle for more information, yes, we get very angry at you if you do take advantage of us. Now, although I don't recommend angry at it and taking physical action because it will not lead you anywhere good, will some put the care food or clutch on you? Then yes, some will take physical action to do it. I don't recommend it clearly, but there's some who aren't going to listen and are hothead. There's also another population that will not do that. I'm a believer in karma, so although I may not put you in a hurt lock, I do want you to feel what I feel. So I just use karma as an excuse, so I'm like, eh, he knows it's coming to him. I don't wish him the best, but hey, something will make him feel what I felt, and when you do, don't come crying to me because I have no sympathy for what is happening since you let it concur with me. And with anger, what's interesting to me is some of you on the spectrum don't get angry with the person but with themselves. And I hate it because you're beating yourself up for it and you didn't do anything wrong. They're angry because they wish they could have seen it coming. They're like, well, what were the signs? What were the cues? How could I have seen it coming? To where it comes to the point where they overanalyze. And for the listeners, C108, thinking through. But that's no one should want to send someone into a mentally ill state of mind where they're just thinking and thinking and thinking about what did I do to cause this person to not like me? I don't think that's a nice thing to do at all. When they're on the spectrum and they don't understand understand that you can't think about that 24-7, but it's the only coping mechanism we know what to do since we want to know answers, but they aren't getting answered at all. The next emotion you might feel is confusion. Yes, I have to do this in Practical Joker's joke, and it's from the first episode too. Tis confusion! Kuwaya! In all seriousness though, we are confused because we just thought this person actually had a heart for us. When the manipulation starts happening and starting to show, we don't see that this person is going to drop us off at the park and never pick us up. And when that happens, sadly, parents, I think it's your responsibility to tell them, hey, you got manipulated. However, parents, you can also encourage and support your child to show them that what you felt, you will feel again. And the person this time will not do 
what the last person did. It will all be real instead of fake. Another feeling you might feel is scared and vulnerable because as a kid, you're thinking, crap, this happened to me once, someone manipulated me. This might happen to me again, but it could end up worse. And as an adult, we're thinking, some manipulated me, it's gonna happen again. I'm gonna have to pay attention more often though, which is the key thing right there, pay attention. Not everyone is who they are when they are talking to you. We have to be aware of, okay, this person might be bad. Even though we can't be on guard, we gotta be a little on guard. We don't have to go into fight mode, but we just have to stand still and be ready for anything to happen because you never know what that person's goal is when they walk up to you. You know your goals, but you don't know theirs. The final feeling I might feel is suicidal. So I've never have had big suicide thoughts where I thought, I wish I was dead or I don't wanna be here, no. I have not had those, but not gonna lie to you, I've had small suicide thoughts where I thought, man, I wish I could not be in a world where there are manipulators. But then I come to the conclusion that it wouldn't be for the best, but I still can't help the way I think since I still have days where I am scared out of my seat that someone's going to talk to me and their intentions are to manipulate me and only use me for something that I value. I can't help the fact that I have those suicide thoughts, but I know myself well enough to tell you that I'm here and I'm here until life says no more. And as Star Wars would say, I want to live long and prosper. And it can be a challenge since those on the spectrum have alexithymia. The basic definition of alexithymia is where they cannot identify human emotions. But if you choose to learn more about alexithymia, look at the first article below from Embrace Autism. And the spectrum does not feel like there can be a happy middle. So we have three levels, like the green zone, yellow zone, red zone from the table mayors. And see, for listeners, 231, may I be excused for more information? But these are the zones instead. So we have the raging red. The raging red is they're too careful, they're too nitpicky, and they look into the person and even do a background check. The joyful green is they just jump in the pool with everyone. The yellow, which is what most people do, is they're aware of the dangers and they analyze the person and they just do their talk like a natural human being. We can't find that balance. We're either too careful with our pool or we're too loose with our pool. From a personal standpoint, I've chosen to go the raging red because while I may not have as much friends as I want, I still have some. So I would definitely go with raging red that were me. But hey, if you want to do yellow, that's okay. But there are consequences for each one of those zones. Another thing that happens is what is called make crimes. Make crimes is when a person claims to be your buddy, but acts in a way that exploits you. And there is a bit of a similarity and a difference between manipulating and make crimes. Manipulating, the similarity is they're both manipulating, but there is a difference. The difference is in manipulating, they're just telling you. They're pretending to be your buddy and just saying it, and then they dump you off like a bad habit. But make crimes is they're manipulating you, but they want something from you. They're acting in a way that's going to expose you. They're going to try to use everything in their power to make sure that you're a fraud and you're going to be giving them something in return. And the manipulation too. They receive the manipulation and something else. With manipulation, they just get the manipulation satisfaction. They're even types of make crimes, they are financial abuse. This means that people are trying to take your money. And it's sad that there is because one, it's illegal. And two, where I come from, which now I gotta sing the song, where I come from, it's cornbread and chicken, where I come from. All right, but anyway, where I come from, there's a lot of right ways to make money if you find opportunity. This is the land of opportunity. And they're right to an extent. If you could 
get your feet wet. There are a lot of great ways to make money. But I know there's also a lot of wrong ways to make money too. And people use that in the system. It's a waste of time. And as my grandfather said, I don't care the intentions. You don't get between a man and a dollar. So in my opinion, the best way to solve this financial issue is to get every safety lock on your finances, no matter what it is, no matter how much it costs. Because trust me, there are people out there we're going to hack the system, make people's lives awful, and to get people broke. So get them before it's too late. The next type of mate crime is house abuse. So I believe that when you go to your house, it's a place of privacy. And there are home invasions, which is wrong. But I would call it a privacy invasion because that is a place where you could be yourself and relax and not have to feel like you're on edge. If you go into that uninvited, yeah, you're invading their spot. You're trespassing. I don't care what the circumstances are. You're trespassing. End of story. To prevent a housemate crime that all your guests are invited and lock the doors. Because trust me, there's someone out there who might want to come and steal your belongings. And I know there's some stories, like if you're homeless, and I do hate that. They deserve a home and a bed. But that still doesn't give you a reason to invade in someone else's house. Because they're not the one in that situation. That's not their business. That's your business. Now, if you're invited, you're okay. But if they tell you to leave, you leave. It's their place. It's their rules. Another piece of make crime is academic abuse. There are people who will manipulate you just to get a good grade on their math test. I hate it because I believe academics is also just your business. I don't care the grade. I don't care about where you are. All I care about is the work you do. You've heard the teachers say, do your own work, please. Do your own work to show your knowledge, not someone else's knowledge. But to prevent this, because there are some people who will do it, make sure that, hey... If you feel like they are, just tell them, like, hey, I feel like you're kind of cheating off me. I mean, are you looking at it? Are you trying to use me for academics? And they might answer you with the, yeah, I was, or a no, but still. Catch them on it. Like, hey, quit looking at my paper. That's pretty easy to do, right? May cause a little drama, but they need to know not to look at your academic work. You're the one going to get credit for it because it's your work with your handwriting on it. The final piece of mate crime is physical abuse. Now, I'll admit, I mean, as I was younger, yes, I did hit people and I was very aggressive, but here's the kicker. When I did, it was out of anger. Intent was not to abuse them like a dog. No, it was just out of frustration and anger, which I shouldn't have done. It doesn't give me an excuse, but if the intent is to treat them like animals and to make them your next punching bag, yeah, that's a make crime right there. You're using them as a stepping stool and excuse to get mad. We have to control our emotions. I mean, I'm not the best at it, which is something I work on. The best idea to do though is if you feel like your physical abuse make crime is going on, one, you need to stop it by A, telling them knock it off, give them a warning, and two, fight back. If you have to do it, do it. I would not encourage it, but if it's your last resort, then so be it. You gotta do what you gotta do in order to protect yourself. Right now, there are some listeners with and without autism that do want to stop a mate crime but do not know the signs to learn that look at the second article below from the england autism art and they will show what those signs of mate crimes are now folks we'll be right back we're here and add from our buddies remc so let's get to it remc udwi provides families with electricity and quality efficient service while maintaining a financially healthy and rate competitive position in the industry through teamwork mutual respect and an ongoing commitment to their members as a cooperative they are owned and operated by their members. That means that the employees at REMC are there to serve their customers with a history of dedication and longevity. They take great pride in providing people with the very best customer service. The people working at REMC are the world's most friendliest staff and you will be comfortable when you talk to them. 
there's no reason you should not explore REMC UDWI today. All right, folks, we're back. And yes, you'll definitely want to do the electric slide when you're there. Now, parents, I have to admit, while you do not have a big part in this issue, there is partial fault in the concept. Where the fault lies is that as a society, we do not teach our children early enough. As the children, we come to the womb. Oh, my goodness, he's so pretty. Oh, my goodness. But we forget to teach our children that, hey, there are people out there who are bad. We don't need to come to the womb such as, hey, bad people out there, bad people out there, bad people out there. There. But we need to show them. Oh my goodness, hey, oh! Oh, by the way, there's bad people out there. And we have to do it in depth at a point, but when they're in the womb, they need to know somehow. And I don't know how yet, but they need to know. This leads me to my next point, which is if we were not teaching them early, when is it the time? I'll show you with three fake names who represent real family members, but the one thing that is real is their age. So the first name is Gerald, birth to one year old. They should know nothing about the lying that can happen. It's simply not fair for them to know about the dangers that come with people. In my belief, they're too dependent. And then you worry about doing the three basics, which is crying, pooping, and sleeping because my friend that's what babies know how to do and they probably wouldn't understand the dangers next we have demi two to seven years old at that age it should be tremendously taught they're not ready to take the stranger danger full class however i do believe that they need to know the basics of stranger danger but i would not put the full stranger danger class and learning the basics on a child's plate the ch children that age are trying to learn the basics of life such as how to be nice to each other how to share how to be a good person how to listen to their parents and it's not fair to add stranger danger to their plate, but we need it aware. And me be like, oh, hey, buddy, not everyone's gonna love you like mom and dad. There are some people out there who aren't just nice people and leave it at that. Then we have Ryan, which is from eight to death. When they hit eight years old, this is the time they learn the deception of how people can be nice to their face and then turn around and stab them in the back. I'm not expecting a child to nail the topic, but I do expect that they get decent at the stranger danger class, but the parents come in and impose it. And Demi and Ryan understand too, if the parents say, look, did I ask you, hey, you need to stay here, don't ask questions, just stay here? Follow it, trust me, children. They're doing it to protect you. I didn't think that at first, but they are. It is worse if the person who's playing around with us is pouring gaslight on the fire. And this is during the manipulating phase where the manipulation is starting to show. They're trying to look at you as if you're an object. But I'm gonna let you know right now, if you keep doing that, we're gonna leave first, whether you were or not, because it's gonna be too much for us to handle. But the best idea is don't, give us questions let us have the questions in mind we're going to be in control with this bond we choose where it goes and if you want to build the blocks great but if we build the blocks and you're not on the end after we climb the brick then yeah we're going to be stepping on inferno shoes it is now gas on the fire we're metaphorically running for you what also bothers me is that they planned it out and they knew ahead of time they had their evil chart planned out from step one to step five and their goal was to make my life the worst it could ever be and they knew ahead they knew all along that i was going to end up in the ruins and they were going to be on the golden chair when they did i didn't feel successful they were being successful with their plan and i should have realized that hiddenly i was successful and they were the unsuccessful ones because they had to take the time to manipulate me understand why you would think that you're not successful and they are but we gotta figure out a way to reverse that thought you gotta see man while you may have gotten manipulated your life's probably more productive than theirs and i believe this is where early intervention comes in as well because i think they'll know the skills they'll know the cues of okay this person doesn't mean anything they may not nail it to 100 percent, but i think they'll at least get a blue belt in the early intervention class 
there are types of people that I can easily see as fiddlers. And if you remember from previous episodes, you know what it means with autism. Those people include scammers and scammers love to mess around with you and they like to play around with money fraud. So be careful around them because they can use your money against you. I mean, they've done it before. Sometimes they've impersonated someone else's own grandmother and it's just in reality a clone of grandmother it's not thing one thing two it's evil thing they use urgency they make you think it is urgent so urgent so urgent all right anyway they want you to act immediately to collect a prize they might use the fact that hey you pay this we'll give you free chapel heart tickets now i would love that but anyway it's not true there's no chapel heart show you look online or they could use the fact that you're not in the best shape with money wise and they'll help you out no there's no help out they only care about the bills that george washington and abraham lincoln are on not you they're caring about they're going back to history for the wrong reasons another type of people that are fiddlers and the best ones are criminals because criminals are such good liars at telling the truth they will tell anything to survive. And it's scary when they do that because you don't know what's truthful. Heck, and the next thing you know, they could be right at your door. That's why it's also scary. They're hiding in plain sight. The guy to your left or right might be a really rural serial killer. Now, it's unlikely, but it's still possible. And they're so good at pretending to be someone who they're really not. I actually just read an article about why do emotionally women fall for victims because there's a lot of women that do that and it made sense they're in a distraught they're emotional they want someone to care about them so when that person sees vulnerability boom they're gonna chime in like a snake when the snake bites too late to get out and they don't see that until it's too late there are people out there who will take advantage of your vulnerability even though you are right to have that feeling don't express that with anyone that you don't trust or that you just met however there is an exception that exception is for people in the mental health field since it's their job if it's someone off the streets no i would wait four to six months before you start expressing after the four to six months though you're good to go the next type of fiddlers is powerful people if you guys heard the songs by the phantoms this is war one of the lyrics is power poisons the heart but anyway that can be really true the more power you get you're taking the chance of your ball growing too big and if the ball grows too big, you become entitled and you feel like you deserve everything that comes your way that's good. You deserve all the trophies. The girls, you deserve the car. You deserve the pool. No, that's not the case, first of all, because you're successful, but I think you're just as successful as myself. You weren't like that at first. You were a great person, but this power has consumed your heart. No, that's not how it worked. Power is supposed to be used for good, not for evil. Why do you think that the villains get defeated in all the superhero movies? Because their power was for evil and it never never wins it's effective but it doesn't win the heroes come and save the day no matter how much you try to use it for evil good most of the time prevails as the year goes on i'm thinking that view can not say dwindle down but shrinks less but i think that gives us more of an excuse to grow the nice side versus the evil side and if power consumes your heart that's not my business that's a battle with you but the way it affects me is if the way you treat me if you become this egotistical boss now i'm working for you and you're pushy and your power's got to you yeah that affects me now if you want help i'm more than happy to do that but what i'm not happy to do is take the 
abuse because I had nothing to do with it. The next type of fiddlers is politicians. They're good at this because they have the looks, they have this incredible smile, and they say, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. And people actually believe that, oh my gosh, this guy's Superman going to make our country better. Here's the kicker. Politicians do keep some of them, but they're also not going to keep some of them. They don't say everything they mean, and they need to do that if you're a president and controlling our military. And when they don't, it kind of confuses us. What's real? What are they scamming us with? I have a perfect example of this. One of my favorite, not wrestlers, but people in the wrestling business is John Laurinaitis. And I actually liked him now and as a kid, but they're for different reasons. As a kid, I thought he was one of the nicest people out there. He had the smile. He had the suit and tie. He looked like someone I could actually go hug. But we also had Teddy Long, who was a nicer person and the baby face. Well, I liked the heel because he had the smile. He had the ideas in his head. I didn't see that until I was an adult because now looking back at it, I was like, wait a minute. Why did I like this guy? He's evil as crap. He used everybody. He fooled me. But now as an adult, I still like him because I think it's a good character. But John Laurinaitis, I actually owe him for that one because he did save me from childhood trauma. So thanks, Johnny. People power always, my friend. And we have to be careful with the messages. I'm not just talking about with politicians. I'm talking with everybody in the world, Aspies, because there are people out there who aren't mean a thing they say. They're not there for bipolar disorder. They're there to offer you an illegal service. Everything they say on that flyer could have been false advertising, which is illegal, but people still do it. The final type of fiddlers I have are people with personality disorders and mental health issues. As a mental health advocate, I was actually conflicted, but this is the belief I now have. Do I believe people with personality disorders and mental health issues should be excused? No, there needs to be a consequence. But do I think they should get help? Yes. It shouldn't be where they go. It sends in the judges. Oh, bipolar, you got 60 years. Have a great life. No, it shouldn't be that. It should be, oh, you got bipolar? Well, you're getting 60 years, but I will offer you a counseling service to help with your bipolar. I think that's fair, and I don't see a problem with it. It could help them out. In the country I'm at, I don't think we try to help the mental health field as much as we should be. It's only fair that we give them a shot and a chance. Everyone deserves a chance, so let's give them that chance. Now, granted, some are a lost cause. I will give you that. But how do you know if you haven't tried to help them. And they're going to jail, and they're going to be behind bars in a cubicle, which is not good for their mental health. So the least you could do is offer them a service that could be beneficial to their mental health. They say looks do not matter, but in reality, they do. Even though I don't feel that it shouldn't be, as you've heard me say in previous episodes, I'm going to be realistic. It does. I am bringing it up because if we think these people with labels are looked at as ones who are lying politicians and are not safe to be around, that is incorrect but I can understand why. I would never say not go talk to them because that is against my mission, but we should be hesitant. While I have been taught looks don't matter, you should talk to anybody. My parents also taught me to be aware of this person might be what they do look. As I said earlier, there's a tons of people out there who look crazy, but aren't. But there's some who, what society would say, is crazy based on their looks and personality because that's most of the population, not all but most. Give it a shot, but they're tattooed from head to toe and you don't know them. Or they look like an ex-convict or they have a certain aspect of their hair that's kind of cuckoo. Yeah, just make sure you're a little hesitant and 
aware that this person could be what I thought they were. Now, people always ask, why did you fall for it? What made them intriguing? Everyone has their own reasons, but I have my own reasons too. Some of you why some with autism or without autism fell into the trap door is persuasive. I think manipulation and persuasive are the same thing because you're trying to trick them into thinking they're stupid. And if enough people say that, guess what? They're going to think they're stupid. And I know it's sad, but people can be so harsh to where they are manipulating by persuading their beliefs onto them. And they are serious about it. And they get so serious to the point where they might try to victimize the other person and emotionally. When that person can't take it, they don't know what to do. I've seen that happen so many times. And if you are in that situation, don't believe it. There are ways to get out of the situation. There's law enforcement. There's your parents' home if you have one. There's places to go. We also could fall for it because of loneliness. And not just with the autism, I mean anybody. As Lonnie Love said, women would do anything to get attraction for men. Well, I say most of America will do anything to get a friend. Now, there is a small population that are lone wolves and they like being lone wolves. There's also some lone wolves out there who do not like being lone wolves. They want to be in a pack like a typical wolf is. So the best way they do it is they let the umbrella go and be flags with anybody. And I mean anybody. They don't care what it is if it's just one person. And we fell for it because they're giving us a friendship. They're using it for the wrong reasons, as I've said before. But it's the only way we feel like we can do it is if we have to get manipulated and change who we are, so be it. That's what some people think. Now, clearly, I don't think that anymore, but I did. I think, well, I guess I have to be friends with people who don't make the best choices. I need to be with someone no matter what the case was, even if they weren't safe. Parents, you might run into that. If they are starting to get that, find people who are good so they don't have to be around the bad. Another reason why we might fall for it is no assertion. This has nothing to do with the person trying to persuade us. It's us, actually. Because assertion means standing your ground. Well, some on the spectrum and some people in general are afraid to stand their ground since they want to be a people pleaser and not make anyone angry. And they think the only way to make the person happy is to join them and go with it despite having the fear of maybe it's the wrong idea and the bad name for them. But some on the spectrum and some with that autism don't have assertion because they're afraid they'll cross the line and be too blunt instead of honest. And for the listeners, C-102, Aussie versus bluntness. But I think you need to be a little blunt in this case. You don't have to go over the top blunt and be completely rude about it and say, this is dumb, I'm not doing this. But you could say, hey, this is not my beliefs or personality. I'm afraid I'm out. But thank you for the opportunity and let it go. There's no need to get upset over the fact that they decided to leave for other reasons if they don't take it well then you might have crossed the line and not realize it but it's also scary because we don't want to make people mad at the end of the day that's not our end goal but if we have to be assertive and express that hey this is not for us that's what we gotta do it may not be the most pleasing result you also have to do it to let them know keeping that from them and just leaving that's not right and that's rude another way you might fall for is because the person is a natural born follower followers like to do the job but they don't like to be the leader well the problem is followers got to find somewhere to do the job he might do the job with the wrong person but because he was so persuasive in his brain it's right as ryan steiner said everyone deserves to feel like they belong you're correct ryan but if you find someone where they belong and you see it's bad but you choose to stay because belonging is the most important part that matters to you your life has been given up now it's his life that's yours both of you are sharing the same path and i don't see it anywhere going other than a downward spiral. You want to belong, 
great. And you want to be a follower, great, because I think I kind of am too. I'd rather be the enforcer than the leader. But you're being the enforcer for the right person. The final reason why we might be taken advantage of is frightened. My way I like to explain this is a story between Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman. I've got to mention for the listeners, see the WWE specials, 154 to 157 for more information. But Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman was one of my favorite rivalries, and the story was perfect. So Bray and Braun, in character, met at a swamp. Bray somehow got bit by a snake, and it scared Braun. Well, Braun was so intrigued that he was frightened of him and joined him and his Wyatt family. If that never happened, he would have never known him. He was scared of that snake, and he was scared of Bray Wyatt because he thought, oh my gosh, this guy is insane. He's frightened me. I think I need to join him. It's the same way with others. People will use fear to their advantage. I've seen it happen in relationships all the time. And it's not just with relationships, it's with everyone around them. They'll use fear and intimidation against them so that they can feel powerful. I've seen it happen too many times on the streets, and that's probably why I like AGT. I'm in awe of the Danger Acts because you've seen how is he doing that? Well, it's the same thing. I'm so fearful for them that I'm like, uh, in a trance since I'm scared and I love them. They get so afraid of someone that they're in a trance and just amazed at what this person does that they could become afraid of them and feel like they have to join or bad things will happen. Sometimes people will join them out of fear for their safety. You've heard the phrase, if you can't beat them, join them. Well, since they know they can't ever win in a battle with them, they'll do something crazy stuff to them. They feel like they had to join them for their safety. So maybe it's not out of fear for themselves. It might be out of fear for others who love them. A personal problem with me, and it could be for others, is the battle within my beliefs and personalities. So I'm a very open person, and I'll be friends with anybody. I don't care what the label is or if you have one. I don't care if you're Caucasian, African-American, you're a Christian, you came from Haiti, you came from Germany. I don't care. I'll be your buddy regardless of what you are. Even a prisoner, I'll be your friend. But I won't lie to you, that could lead to my downfall since I am very open and I think everybody's a good person. But I think I'll be okay since I have that hesitation in me. Now, if you were the green green where you were open and you didn't have any hesitation, I would be concerned for myself because I know some would take advantage. I mean, I know someone who I thought was great, I wasn't hesitant with, and I thought, okay, he's pretty cool. He's nice. Mm, No, he's not. He actually took advantage and stole my money. That would happen if I had both greens. But since I'm hesitant while being open, I think I'm okay. But this could be hard for others too. Their beliefs might not be open. Maybe they do not like Christians. Maybe they don't like some of these labels that I listed. I think you're very closed-minded and you're missing a lot of great people. No matter what the label is on the outside, their label should be looked at from the inside, whether that be a good heart or a bad heart. That's it. Now, folks, we wrap back in here and add from the Doug Flutie Jr. Autism Foundation. So let's get to it. At the Doug Flutie Autism Foundation in Massachusetts, people are receiving hope. The organization was established in 1998 by Doug Flutie, a former quarterback for Boston College and the NFL, and his wife, Lori, in the memory of their son, Dougie, who was diagnosed with autism at the age of three. The goal of the Flutie Foundation is to improve the quality of life for those with autism and their families. The biggest action they like to do is give grants and host their annual Stars on the Spectrum golf event. Our goal is to offer chances for physical and social activity outside of work or school, a path for education or employment during the day, and the resources needed to always feel safe, supported, and informed, the Doug Flutie Jr. Foundation says. Make sure to visit them on their website, www.flutiefoundation.org. That's www.flutiefoundation.org. Or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, 
or even YouTube to see all the stars they have to offer. And you never know, you might be able to meet one of their stars if you are so kind and they allow you to do so. Finally, if this was a testimony, this would be my testimony for the Doug Jr. Autism Foundation. All right, folks, I'm back. And yes, you might meet Doug Flutie there. You never know. Now, parents, do you remember when I told you that you need to step in? Well, I'm not taking it back because you should, but you need to be careful because I will warn the parents who are listening, if not careful about hovering in and chiming in too much, someone will come in and make them think that the problem is the adults in the room. And the next thing you know, your own child has resentment towards you for trying to give up his life. It happened in the rivalry between Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan. To see that, watch the third video below. But if you decide to watch it, please ignore the wrestling in it and look at it as Hulk Hogan, the parent, Andre the Giant, the person that got manipulated, Bobby the Brain Heenan, the person who did the deceiving. Now, you notice a lot in this episode, I've said understand, which I don't like to say, I like to relate to because I don't understand. But what if I told you that your lovely host can understand what's like to get manipulated there's no relation he understands i do since it has happened to me too many times count on one finger and because of that i'd like to share some stories i mean getting deceptive this is what my betrayal chapter looks like so chapter one is the ata dog story and for the listeners c129 a black belt's journey but the story is i was going to taekwondo class and this guy pulls up and i don't know who he is but he starts talking to us and now looking back at it, I didn't think he was safe, but being a kid, I wasn't paying attention to it. But anyway, he got a dog. It was a beautiful puppy, and I want to go pet it. Okay, well, go pet it. My mom stops me right in the middle of it because she thinks he's dangerous based on his look. And maybe he was, but maybe he wasn't, but you still didn't know. And mom, for Alyssa C105, meet my mother. I appreciate you holding me back. It may have been a disaster that day. The next story is looking at friends' stories. So I was in eighth grade, and these two girls were sitting by each other, and one raised her hand and said something. Well, I chimed in and said something to add on the conversation during class. Well, what I said sounded a lot better in my head than out of my mouth, and I sadly cannot remember what I said, but they responded with, yeah, and looked at me and started secretly laughing. What I wish my mother did, because she was my eighth grade English at the teacher at the time, would have said, what are you guys laughing at? He was just adding in. The next one is the journalism high school story. So I was in a journalism class, and I didn't understand what a pica was in yearbook. Now what I should have done was ask the teacher for help, but I didn't. And I just thought, all right, I'm just going to try my best and figure it out. Well, I tried a page, completely screwed it up, and someone said, literally, can you please do this for him? I was frustrated, but I wasn't going to take the blame game, and I tried. But I heard the person mumble something about me, and I was just frustrated. I was like, okay, whatever. And I kind of got defensive, not to her face, but behind her back. There was no need for that talk, in my opinion. Just do the thing and leave me alone, because I'm very frustrated that I couldn't understand how to do a page in the yearbook. The next one is lying friend story. So there have been multiple times where some of my former friends have said I can't do it because I'm too busy but I know based on their body language and their tone they're at their house chilling on their couch because I'd rather just tell them and say I don't want to come a lot more easier and believe me I could take it I took it a lot worse next is the beach hotel story so I went to Cedar Point in Ohio for a trip well everything's going good got the dancing on the beach well this lovely girl comes and she's very pretty I'll admit it but she did dance for a little bit with me we started talking she didn't understand a word I said. I think I started talking about pro wrestling, which is one of my special skills. And for the listeners, C205, finding the blueprint for more information. But she wasn't following along. She was just trying to be nice. It was my fault for talking about wrestling. But you didn't have to make that look at me after the conversation. That's not cool to ignore someone with special interest and then make the face. I should have probably not done it, but she had a part two. The next story is person asking money story. So someone who I chatted on a recent online dating app, we hit it off and it was normal. 
But then she said she got in a car wreck and asked for money. Well, being the nice guy, I was like, well, I don't know if I can. I'll have to ask my mother, but yeah, I'll help you out. But then she started, wait a minute, this is a scam. And she was right because I actually did some research. That's something scammers will do is pretend to be in distress in order to get the money. Thanks, mom, again for saving me for it. But if you're trying these online dating apps and they're not going well, try in person because it may work better. But if you choose to do online, fine but I would not be giving any money to anyone, period. The next is involves the dating app, which is the Bumble story. So I do have the dating app called Bumble, and you're more than happy to chat with me on it. But I'll warn you, if you ask something kind of peculiar, yes, I will block you, and you'll never hear from me again. Now, try me smart about it, because I know we're not all the same people, but if it's really weird, I don't know if I can handle it, my friend. Now, full sweep right back right here, an ad from the Bluebird, so let's get to it. Have you ever wondered what is the most fun thing to do in Bloomington, Indiana? If you do not know, I have the answer for you because it is time to bring your best dance moves to the Bluebird in Bloomington, Indiana. This rock club does not only host live music, but has karaoke nights as well. Please visit the Bluebird at 216 North Walnut Street, Bloomington, Indiana, 4704. If you have any questions, please contact them at 812-336-398. I repeat, that is 812-336-398. Or leave them an email at their email address, daykubayak1 at gmail.com. That is spelled D-K-U-B-I-A-K-1 at gmail.com. This is the place to be if you want to have a great time. I can promise you that. All right, folks, turn back. And yes, you might see a bluebird there. You never know. For parents and Aspies, there are signs that a fiddler will portray. According to some general research in my thoughts, some of those include stockish. And yes, it is true. There are people out there who will watch your every move and every action, which kind of gives me the jitters just thinking about it. There are some stuff we can do that you can get a restraining order if it's someone you know and he's became this fiddler it is best that you guys as Dre would say go your separate ways temporarily i'm telling the guy if you don't leave her alone that temporary banana split will become a permanent banana split now if you're on the autism spectrum i do understand that's harder to do because you think about them a lot but you got to have your own life just like she has and there's more to you than just her. She may be part of who you are, but there's other parts to your puzzle. Another characteristic is they ask for a service. And typically, it's financial or sexual, but that's a big trait right there. As we said, they're asking for a service, and they're trying to speed up the process of a bond, whether that be through a friend or a relationship. They're trying to make you think they're real, but they're really not. It's just a fraud scam that they just want you. So when you do go, you'll pay them and you're done. You'll never see them again. It's hard to say, but that's how it goes down. Just block them. It's a waste of your time. And there are signs. Some of the signs is they offer it to you through I'm in a bad car wreck after the first day they talk to you. Another sign is they offer you money for a hat, but it doesn't really exist. Just be aware of how they can go from point A to point B and just that. We gotta make sure to drive the road trip correctly. Another trait they might portray is they ask bizarre questions. And there are questions that people will ask when you meet someone, such as how old are you and where are you from with online friends? And at first I thought that was odd, I'll be honest, but they're in the same boat as you to try to make sure you're not a scammer. So you wanna be their buddy, answer the questions but when they start asking questions such as what color is my underwear and yes that's meant to be a joke and only spongebob fans will probably get it but anyway questions such as how much money do you have in the bank what's your social security number what's your birthday when was your grandmother born yes that is too odd to answer and if you become the person where you start asking bizarre questions they'll also block you clearly we're the type of people who will answer any question and it's hard for me again because i'm an open person but there are some questions that i look at as i've gotten older to be like uh that's a little strange a lot of people don't know that you have autism 
ask me is there's some people that just don't know that word. So when you ask that, they're going to think you're a little weird. So be careful with asking bizarre questions. But you got to remember on the same end, if you're getting asked a bizarre question, you think, eh, kind of strange, but what the heck, I'll answer it. Don't. Because next day, you know, you get a bunch of messages that say, ooh la la, 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 ooh la la. Another trait they'll do is my way or the highway. C103, my way or the highway for more information. So I guess I'm a little bit of a fiddler because I do my way or the highway. But I may not be because while I do it, there's not an intent behind it. I don't mean to control people and be a dictator. But there are some out there who are not on the spectrum or are on the spectrum that do the my way or the highway and the intent is to be the king and it's his way or you get served to the lion. No, that's not how we do it. We don't get served to the lions because we didn't do it your way. It's a compromise, and I try to learn that. I'm not the best at it, so I understand why it's hard, Aspies, and why it's hard in general, but it's something we have to do if you want to have a relationship with people. Another way that they might manipulate is they pretend you're not even there. You're a cricket to them. And that breaks my heart because you don't deserve to be treated like a cricket. And if you are being treated like one, leave the situation. You don't need to be in a situation where you are a silent ghost. It's not a perfect case in point with this. So I was watching this crime series. And I'm not a big crime junkie. I just scrolled through the channels and found it. But what I did see was this woman who I think was the murderer. I don't know the whole detail, so don't ask me. Did kill the man but he was the victim the man did something though they were at a party once and at the time i think they were let's just say friends with benefits but he didn't even acknowledge her no one did she just sat in the corner and watched the guy who she was partnering with basically talked to everybody in the whole party while she was a uh, fly on the wall when someone did say hey who's that he's like oh that's just a person or when he did say acknowledge her a small acknowledge just like hey yeah, cool. It wasn't even real. It was all a scam. So that's a sign of manipulator right there is that they're not showing you off at all by saying, hey, look at this person. This is my friend. Yeah, that's a sign. Not to overjoy it like I just did, but you have to say, hey, this is the wonderful person of my choosing. That's a person who cares. Another trait they might do is habitual lying. And this is where lies just keep coming out of their mouth. They don't even know they're lying. They think they're telling the truth, which makes me sad that they think that, but it still affects me and it makes me mad. So if you are habitual lying, leave me alone. I'm going to warn you, that's a sign of manipulation, and they do it when they're in a rut. And when they get in that rut, they'll tell you what you want to hear, not what you need to hear. I understand that people sometimes do it to please the person out of not wanting to make the person mad here and there, but doing it 24-7 just to please the person, that's a little odd, A, and B... It's too weird, and that's a sign of manipulation is if you're doing it just to make the person love you and respect you. That's not what true love is or respect is. And it's hard to do with autism because they don't see the line. They want to believe it. They sometimes do smell a rat, and they'll investigate. And when they investigate and it comes clean that you lied, boy, it's not pretty. So athletes try to avoid habitual liars as much as possible because... What they're going to say to you is not where it's going to lead you. Another reason is they have no respect for boundaries. And this is a big one because manipulators hate boundaries. So again, I must be a fiddler a little bit because I hate boundaries. But I understand why we need them. Maybe the difference is I do, they don't. It is can be scary when they don't understand boundaries. They're trying to erase the confidence by letting you know how awful you really are. In their brains, it has to be destroyed. So when someone has boundaries that makes them feel self-confident, they can't manipulate or control you. And when there's no control left, they don't know what to do. They're in the rut. I'm very happy that you are very confident enough to give boundaries, but I'd also be careful. Still have the boundaries, but they become angry and resentful. It's time to find someone else who can respect your boundaries and will probably be a better person 
person to you. And that goes to the autism spectrum field because there are some people on spectrum who do not like to be touched. If you find someone who can't respect that boundary, that's not your friend at all because they need to understand that you don't get to touch me because I can't feel it. it gives me the creeps if you can find someone that does that's great you can either agree or disagree but no matter what there's respect for that boundary at the end of the day the next trait they'll portray is they play the blame game they're singing shaggies wasn't me but she cut me on the counter wasn't me all right but anyway they play the blame game they're just never my fault she did it and I joke around with my buddies and I'm like hey it's all her fault every time she does something there's no mean spirit with it. I'm just doing it to mess around but there's some who do it for mean spirit because they're trying to portray a Mr. Perfect to that person and she is the worthless person that's way above her. Well, I hate to tell you this, Mr. Perfect, but you're not perfect. You made a mistake, whether you want to admit it or not. Even the wrestler, Mr. Perfect, was not perfect. So if he's not perfect, you're not either. And admit it, time to grow up and then move on and we could probably start over if you're lucky. Now, if not, that's on you. But take responsibility for your actions. For I said I'm sorry, and I know I probably made some mistakes that can't be erased, but I still said I was sorry and I meant it. I think that's a right step, but I would not recommend trying to get the person to say sorry 20 times because that's going to drive them nuts. Another way they can show manipulation is they create an entourage. Now, I'm not a big fan of entourages personally, but I believe there is a difference between friendships and entourages. A friendship is where they just have your back and they support you, but you have your own life. Entourage is your friend, but they're doing it for money and they're the yes men. They're like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Listen to Paul. Listen to Sam. Listen to Doug. And that's not how life's supposed to go down. The correct way of life is you have buddies that support you, but you also make your own decisions and you also make your own legacy. Not living off of someone else's name. The final way they are showing manipulation, the biggest, is they're playing mind games. They're trying to spread rumors about you. They're trying to say, this person's awful. But then when you confront them about it, they're like, no, I didn't do anything about it. They're lying but they're also playing mind games by portraying two characters when they're at different places and they make themselves the center of attention. There's no double-sided. It's one side of the coin always. And they turn not just by manipulating you, by manipulating others in your group, by trying to tell them this person's awful. They did this. They did this. They did this to me. They did this. And it doesn't go well. Don't try to spread the rumors back at them. Try to just get away from them as far as you can because it's going to affect you in the long run. It probably will affect you when you leave, but there are ways to solve it versus not leaving and being manipulated for the rest of your life. Now, parents, if the child does not see the manipulation concurring, there are ways that you can rationally step in. According to some general research and my thoughts, some of those are, remember, it is their choice. And I don't like saying it because it's probably the last resort because at the end of the day, you want your child to spread their wings high but they might spread them low if they get manipulated. But parents, you have to remember, even though they're your kid, you have to let them learn on their own. And as a parent, I know it will break your heart. But also as a parent, you can't do anything about it because you've done everything you could as a parent. It is more appropriate to let their wings go low at 18 years old. Now, if there's legal ownership of you, then that's a different story. But if there's no ownership and there's nothing that the parents have said, it's your life. What can they do? They have to let you go at some point. They can't let you go and then bring you back from the nest. No. Once you leave that nest, you're gone. Now you can come back to the nest and visit clearly. I think a parent's house should be open 24-7. But you can't bring them back in the nest and make them stay in the nest. Another idea you can do is help them find better friends. And that's a way to support them, parents. And as a parent, that's what we do is to support. Or a good parent does at least. As a child, I think what you need to do is bring your kids' friends 
and try to interact with them with your child. Now, clearly, it's going to change as they get older. They're going to make new people. Might not be friends with the same kids as you. Life just changes. It can help them find better friends and make lifelong friends that are trustworthy, and they can depend on when they're having a bad day. Maybe that person who is pretending to be their friend, but they think it, they just don't want to go to them because they're either having a bad day and then they'll get scolded. So they can go to that trusted friend, and he might be able to help them get out of the manipulation. But if the child doesn't get the manipulation, then fine, that's his business until it becomes too severe. I think when they're young, parents, you can step in and say, okay, we're done because they're at that age where it can work out and it won't be weird. But as an adult, you can't do it. But if they're a kid, use it while you can. You only have 18 years to do it and it can save you a bunch of stress versus dealing with the stress later. Another idea is you can have boundaries. Since people can't respect it, we got to give it to them or it will become a full worldwide flesh of manipulation. And there's a way to do it rationally. You can't attach it to the head. That will go down the drain real quickly. But you can give fair and rational boundaries and some independency. So maybe when the friend comes to the house who might be good or bad, you say, okay, you guys can play video games in your room independently, but I want that door open, but I'm going to check in on you here and there. That's a fair boundary. That is getting them independency, but it's also letting them know that can't let you out of the leash because you'll chase off. But parents, I would say you might need to be a little bit more careful if they're on the spectrum since they don't see the manipulation. So maybe you modify it where it's a little more, but not too much more. Maybe it's okay. You can play video games by yourself, but I'm going to leave the door open all the way, and I'm going to check in on you every five minutes. And I think it's a little hovering, but I can kind of understand why. But we need that independency no matter what. If you don't give us that at all, then we probably will not want to be friends with anybody and become a lone wolf since we have a hovering mother and I don't want to have a hovering mother that's blocking me from friends. If we don't give them the boundaries with the independency, there'll be lots of arguments in the house. Another idea you can do is get them out of the community. And what I mean by this is it's not just going around your house next door. It's getting them involved with school, sport. You get them too busy to not be involved with manipulation at all. They're going to be successful regardless. They don't have the time to deal with manipulation. You, that can go off the plate. So when they're on the spectrum, you get them involved. Yeah, they don't even know about manipulation. Don't even have to worry about it. I think it's a win-win for everybody. The final idea I have is you can see if the problem can be resolved. I hate to say this, but even good people can be manipulative sometimes. And when that happens, it doesn't go well. We're confused because they're actually a good person, but now they're using us. And they weren't playing. They just got caught up in the moment like some people do. But there are cases where it can be fixed. And I have given people second chances. I am a firm believer in that. Parents, it's your responsibility to see if it can be resolved if the child does not know. Some can be, I'm sorry, man. Can we just move on and start over? There are some that are way across the line. They did something too bad that it may affect their futures. And you got to look at the chances. There's a lot of numbers that go around. Some people just believe in two chances like me. That's my number. Some are three, some are five, which I don't know how you can do. I would pick a number from two to four. That's how much chances a person should get. Because while I'm believing a second chance, I don't do thirds anymore because it was just a waste of my time. After the second one, you better get out of my sight because the dynamite will explode. But the dynamite does not represent the anger. The dynamite just represents me never trying to hear your name or see you again. You're not going to be helpful for me. Then please just step aside because I'm on my way to a path of my greatness. Your path of greatness might look different, but if it doesn't involve you helping me in whatever shape, it's time to make a U-turn. However, Aspie's parents cannot be a 24-7 service. There are solutions you can do according to some general research and my thoughts. Some of those are have assertiveness. So as I mentioned earlier, one of the reasons people get manipulated is they lack assertiveness, but 
If you don't lack it, you just save yourself a big load of manipulation. No one will do it. They'll know that when you say no, it means no. Back off, buddy. And you might have to be mean about it, but it gets the message clear across. They know that it's not going to work on them. They'll find someone else. At that moment, you got to look after yourself. The next solution you can do, this is my favorite one, is play mind games too. So maybe you put the ball in their court. So when they ask, well, what color is your underwear? You ask, well, what color is your underwear? And you play it back and you put the ball in their court. You've heard the expression play dumb. Well, maybe it's time to play weird after you see that, okay, this is truly a manipulator and this is a bad fish. And when you finally see that it's a bad fish, you could throw it back in the water. You don't have to keep it in the cooler. Another idea you can do is you need to know your weakness. And everyone has their weaknesses. They can easily get manipulated by something they love. The ATA store I mentioned earlier in this podcast, I probably would have fallen for because I love dogs. I probably would have tried to pet the dog. And you may never heard of me forget if my mother was not there. Clearly, it didn't happen because I'm here today. But what if she wasn't? I could have been a goner, my friends. But it's not just at places. It can be online even. It can be anywhere you get scammed. I mean, it happened to someone the other day where someone bought a four-wheeler and they said it was there, but it was never there. He drove to the address and it was never there. Probably his weakness was motorcycles, okay? My weakness was professional wrestling tickets. If I was offered pro wrestling tickets for free, they were front row, I might fall for it. Now, I would try to work extra. I'm like, okay, it's probably a scam. It's probably a scam. It's probably a scam. Don't you dare click it. Don't you dare click it. I'll slap you upside the head. I would try my best not to hit it, but because of the idea, I probably could fall for it. But I know I wouldn't at the end of the day because I remember, okay, here's the consequences of it possibly being fake, and that's just too big of a risk. Something else you can do is be open about it, like I am. I've been open and telling you all these stories of how Sam got manipulated. Well, it's your turn to share a story. And if you got a story, let me know. Email me at info at Autism Rocks Rolls, and I want to hear what story you had to offer about getting manipulated because I could share that story and I, my friend, would make sure that that story is around the world so people can hear so you can save others as well from falling for the trap you did. Now, am I manipulating you? No, I'm kidding. I'm not manipulating you. Or am I? <laughs> I'm just messing around. I'm not manipulating you, but... I will promise you everyone will hear that story if you share it with me. Another solution is you can analyze the tone and voice level. The way you say it might depend on how we respond to the message and determine if you're a manipulator or not. Know that communication is not our best suit and how we look at for the listeners. See 227, effective communication for more information. But this is something I have to work on as well. But it's still hard to do, but we have to do it. It's definitely a clue to solve the mystery. Is this person a real monster or is it just a person with a mask on? It's hard to tell still because they could be so good at manipulating that we believe one or the other. We can only do our best. And if you fall for it, do not be ashamed. People have fallen for it so many times, but whatever you do could affect the rest of your life. And I'm not just saying if you do end up with the person that does manipulate you. I'm talking about if you don't do it too. If you don't do it, you're going to regret maybe not doing it if the person was real. So am I saying go for it? or hide back. I'm saying you need to make the decision. If you don't feel comfortable going for it, then hide back, but you're risking the chance of it being real. Now, if you aren't going to hide back, you want to go for it, then hey, go for it. But be aware that someone is just trying to manipulate you for a value of yours. The next idea is you respectfully confront them, and there's a way to do it without busting doors and busting heads. The way to do it is you go through the door, and you simply just ask straight up to the point, man, why'd you do it? What did I do to you to make you want to manipulate me? And why are you even doing this to me in the first place? And before you do that conversation, you need to make it clear on whether you want to continue this or not, because if you don't, if you're too afraid that they'll do it again, I totally understand. But Again, 
if he's done it once, he deserves a second chance. He needs somehow to show you, hey, maybe I'm not that bad after all. If you manipulate one time, that's not a bad person. To me, that's just a person making mistakes. Now, the more you do it, though, the more you're going to make me think, okay, you're a bad person. I need to stay away from you. Another idea I have is you could talk to trusted friends because not everyone is out to get you. I thought that for a long time, and I learned the hard way it's not true. I still think it some days, but most days I don't. And it might be helpful to have an outside person's advice who's not in your boat, who's not going through what you're going through. He might be able to tell you what to do, and that advice might help and have solved your problems when you weren't even thinking about it. And if he could give you that advice, that's a true friend right there, not the person who would tell you to zip it if he heard what you just said. Something else you can do is you can seek a counselor or go to therapy. Now, I have my own beliefs on therapy. It is not useful for me, but there are some that it is useful for. And maybe going to a counselor can really make you think about why you allow yourself to take this crap from people and what you can do to change the situation. No one has to know what you do. It's just you and the person maybe letting the steam out of the roller might let the air out of your balloon. Then you get to leave the office with tips and tricks to improve yourself while letting this anger out by blowing off the smoke. I think that's a pretty successful day in the office if I say so myself. The final and last piece of advice is to take a social break. And yes, we're saying the best advice for last. So what I'm trying to summarize up here is simple. Don't socialize for 24 hours. Do not talk to your friends. Just take a break. If you think you might be getting manipulated and socializing is too much, just take a break from socializing in general. You can catch back up with your other buddies later because you know they're not going to leave you. That's what trusted friends do. They don't leave people. But if you're worried about one person, just do not talk to them or anyone else just to save your own butt where you don't have to go overwhelming and rock to socialize this thing. Is this person in? Is this person in? Is this person in? Is this person in? Because that's not a good feeling. What is a good feeling, though, is just to relax, not even know that the person exists. And if you can get rid of that person by not talking to anybody and letting that person go without talking to him or her for 24 hours is a way to do it. You get a break. Now, the next day, you might have to go back and it starts all over again and yes i've seen it all over again but you at least get a breather and i think that's what sometimes those on spectrum need is just a five minute breather and then we can get back to the action finally i think we need to see the whole scope of my episode ideas so if you look at the fourth video below produced by generation hope a kid with autism was respected by an evil babysitter and she even manipulated him but she changed after an incident that goes down in the video to end yeah yeah, no, I'm just messing around. In all seriousness, to end, there are people out there who will try to mess you up. And while I see you as a person, I mean it. There is someone else on earth that sees you as a person, but they do not mean it. To them, you are a person that can be a small toy that can be broken. They just want you for mate crimes. Even though it cannot be prevented, we can help. When I say help, I mean showing us how to be aware of how bad humanity can be. I am not encouraging you to be fearful of this world. As Mr. McMahon said, we will not live our lives in fear. But I am requesting that everyone turns to their left and right to make sure that person wants you for personal usage and not gain. Well, folks, I think we all for us today. I hope you learned something about manipulation. And once you're ready to go help someone who is on the autism spectrum, stop getting manipulated. Thanks for joining me for this episode. Please tune in for another episode coming very soon. Hope you enjoy listening to me ramble. Thank you very much.